ja, Sandwagen. Welcome back to the Soundwagon Diaries. I am really excited for this episode here today. I'm on my way down to Manjimup to pick up a mate and then we're going down to Warpole to, uh, you know, park the car, stay there the night and then tomorrow we're heading off on the Bibbleman track, heading north to do a couple of days. A couple of nights in the bush, very minimalistic, just so we can see nature without any distractions. That's what I'm about. Um, really glad to uh, be heading away again. It's probably going, the, going to be the last time I can get away before Christmas because a lot of people need my help this time of year. Um, so, uh, a couple of things to start off with. Um, I'm still a little bit sick, as you can probably hear in my, in my voice, but I'm still really glad to be able to bring this to you. Um, I haven't done any voiceover last week because I was very sick. So, um, just a bit run down from how, how much I've been doing. Okay, topics of the day. You're going to love this. Uh, I'm thinking about the Soundwagon Diaries, uh, Spotifying it. Spotifying the Soundwagon podcast. I'm not sure about it. I am completely hesitant as usual. Please let me know if you think that's a good idea. You know, obviously it will allow, it'll, after you get a thousand downloads on Spotify, you can monetize it, which means I'll, I'll make a couple of commercials, but I will only choose commercials that I, I think are fitting. And look, that's the only way this works, um, because obviously we're not going to get enough patrons to, to be able to fund, completely fund this thing. Um, and I do like having minimal patrons because that makes it more special. And I'm really grateful to have you guys here. So I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, I've done the, the Patty and Jake show, uh, which is a Soundwagon production. Uh, and that is really just my experimentation of how to get a podcast happening on Spotify. And I'm pretty much ready to go. So uh, we've got all the episodes so far from the Soundwagon Diaries. If I was to upload those couple of times a week we could really get it get it going quite quickly and um, and uh, I just I'm not sure about you know obviously because I make these podcasts because you guys are paying for them and and I I don't want to um, uh, where are my words I don't I don't want to abuse that by using what I've created for you the paying customer to put out into the big world of Spotify and try and make more money from it. Uh, I'm not sure, but then there's that side of me that also knows that you guys would want to see see Soundwagon being successful um, so that we can continue to bring you more products, get better equipment, so that we can get better nature recordings. <laughs> and I can't wait to show you guys the first ones I've got. It's really good. So uh, let me know what you think about the whole thing. I would love to talk more about that with you. Uh, voltage regulator issues. Um, it has become apparent <coughs> that I can't get uh, the voltage regulator 
you know, I've, I've got that second, uh, so the aftermarket one that wasn't used and I found that second hand sitting in some bloke's shed and he never got around to using it. And it works for 24 volts, but I need a system charging at 28. Uh, that's to charge both batteries at, you know, so charge I think is 14.8 volts to charge uh, maximum. So 13.8 to 14.8 because you need a slightly higher charge than 12 volts to actually bring the batteries up to their um, 12 point, I think 11.9 is the lowest it should go and then 13.8 is the highest a 12 volt battery should read at. Uh, right, these these voltage, these old school voltage regulators just, they can't get it done. Uh, the alternator is um, capable of providing that power but these this type of voltage regulator just can't get it accurate enough so it's either spiking too high or sitting too low and then my batteries don't quite get the charge they need so I will look into trying to get a IC regulator which is it's got no moving parts in it I'm just not sure how to do that um, I got to speak to someone about that. You know, this 24 volt vehicle. There's just no experts out there on on a 24 volt vehicle. Um, but I am a firm believer that the problem creates the solution. So we know the problem, and we're working on the solution. Uh, even if I have to get a new alternator with a built-in regulator, uh, so that you can just bolt the alternator on and wire it up, and it will just sort out everything. Uh, look, if I have to bite that bullet, that's fine. But this thing is worth getting to tip-top condition. And we all know that. Okay. That stuff out the way. I've got myself a coffee, and I usually have decaf, but this one is standard coffee because I'm heading south. I popped into the Pinjarra Bakery because it's a must-support local um, so I actually, I've packed the food for the hike, but any food I'm going to have between, up until the hike and after the hike, I'll get in the towns around where I'm going. Otherwise, I mean, you're just dragging heaps of stuff away with you. And that's just, you know, you're just, in my opinion, I'd just be bringing comforts from home. And then I might as well just stay home if you're bringing everything from home. Uh, whereas I'm out here to experience, so I want to pop into towns and get some, some food that maybe you don't see up in um, closer to the metro area. Uh, huge things are happening in the family. Um, Alex is moving house. Well, he have, he's moved. He sold his, sold his house. Um, so... You know, pop in there, give him some congratulations uh, because obviously if you know me, you know Alex and uh, vice versa. And um, uh, yep, uh, my, my younger brother Sam doing very well in his, uh, in his career. Um, very happy with, with his partner and he's got, a, he's got a dog and a cat and they are renting near us uh, going to be a big gathering at our place for Christmas uh, 
Bo from Outback Cleanups. He's coming to stay, him and Kimberly. Coming to stay at my place, always welcome. It's a huge place and the parents do want me having my friends over. That's why they built the place, is to have celebration and to bring people together. Um, so it's this big place and, you know, so that's, that's what it's for. Uh, the garden is doing very well. Uh, coming along to summer, you know, you got to you'll really be maintaining it. Um, yeah. So um, heaps of work happening to the 60 over the Christmas break. You guys are going to love it. You are not going to be short of content at all. I am going to, as of next week, which will be the sort of the 6th of December, I will be uploading podcasts pretty much once a week because you you are going to get the Fish Creek Trip podcast, which is just a lot of talking. <laughs> um, it's it's never going to change the style of, of this podcast, which is going to be imagine yourself driving and me talking your ear off in the passenger seat or you in the passenger seat and me driving, talking your ear off. Uh, and there will be times where I will have a guest in this vehicle as we're travelling and then we can get some great dialogues happening. I will get the equipment for that. Okay. So last night I posted in the patron, on the patron page and on the Soundwagon Instagram, give me your topics, uh, whatever you would like to hear uh, podcasted about. Thank you to Sean Lord, Lordy, for providing a fantastic topic that I really love. Uh, this is going to be really good. So I will uh, just bring that up, actually. Just sipping on my coffee a bit. Um, but I try not to chew anything while I'm podcasting. I did have a bakery bun, so I am... Um, that's pretty much my limit. Uh you know, I've got a pretty sensitive pancreas, so um, too much sugar, and I uh, get angry. Uh, okay, so the post was requests, and I posted a screenshot. Well, I posted a photo of the bonnet of the sixty, with the dash looking out over the road, and. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, you know, just to get people's attention, really, you know, pictures are really good to grab people's attention. Sean Lord, I quote, I'd like to hear if you have an opinion on beer in the four-wheel driving world. Seems all anyone talks about is beer this and beer that. Have a beer. I think since we are talking about driving four-wheel drives, the idea of beers and cars shouldn't be celebrated or made to see cool. So thank you, Sean. I was ecstatic when I got that recommendation through because so he wants to, he says, I'd like to hear if you have an opinion. So we will get into my opinion of the whole topic. But first, I, I'd, I'd rather start with facts whether it's my opinion or someone else's I will leave that to the side and start off with facts I work in advertising so I know a thing or two about why 
four-wheel driving is so heavily associated with beer. And it's usually beer, it's not alcohol, it's beer. Now, where to begin? This is going to be a long one, okay? Uh, this is why I drank a, a proper coffee, because I'm going to need it, because I need to delve into the good areas of my brain for this one. Bear with me, there's going to be a lot of umming and ahhing as I try and find the words. So I started off with what, why beer is associated with four-wheel driving today. <clears throat> beer is associated with relaxation, no worries, could be interpreted as happiness, pleasure. So when you see, if you look at the, well, back when, you know, what really motivated me to get out and see the world, and a good way to do that in this part of the world is with a four-wheel drive vehicle. I come from the school of Malcolm Douglas. Uh, I come from the school of Les Hiddens, Bush Tucker Man. Um, and this was when car fridges were really just starting to come in, you know. Uh, there might have been some around in the 70s, but they were so inefficient, probably wasn't worth it. Um, so people just used eskies, and that allowed you to take certain things for a couple of days. Now, as technology has gotten better and fridges came in instead of eskies, you could take stuff out way out into the outback indefinitely. Uh, watching Malcolm Douglas in the 80s, he might have had an angle at a couple of points along there, but beer is associated with reward. It's, you know, the alcohol goes straight into the dopamine system because it's a depressant, so it triggers dopamine, and dopamine is a depressant. And um, now, not in a emotional sense of the word depression, depression or depressive. It's, uh, it depresses the senses uh, and depresses too much brain activity. So it's a relaxant. <clears throat> now, um, trying to find more words here. So Malcolm Douglas and Les Hiddens notice when they went through the outback, you're going through the outback to experience the outback. And it's all its beauty in roughness that she is. And, you know, it would be, let's get to camp, put the billy on. Well, you know, we've got to stop for the night, have a rest, make camp. Now, these days, it's not so much about making camp, it's about getting to camp. Camp is already there because, I mean, there's so many people just go to places that are considered camping, but they are ready-made sites. Uh, and the tra camping, the traditional word, was stopping for the night uh, on the way to somewhere, uh, and that was make camp. And I could go further into what that is. Oh, is that an MK patrol? Oh, it's an MQ. Oh, it's gorgeous. Look at it. Tray back. Beautiful. Really well kept. Uh, just stay on topic, Jake. This is what also happens when I have, you know, a bit of coffee. I'll go on a tangent, but this is... I'm trying not to go on a tangent here. This is a fantastic topic. Thank you, Sean. 
Um, so, facts. Uh, we're talking about what beer is associated with. So beer used to be... Now, let's, let's go right into what beer is. Beer came about due to experimentation in trying to prolong the storage of wheat because wheat goes bad in storage and this was a way so to ferment the wheat helps fermentation is to drag out you know to prolong the lifespan of a consumable thing alcohol is a preservative uh, so beer was just a byproduct of the storage the fermentation storage of wheat and um, then you know people really well they love it i mean it's it's car- it's pure carbohydrates and alcohol so pure carbohydrate is a substance if carbohydrate is locked up in fiber the body can process it fine and because um, you can't eat more fiber than you need you you just you'll you'll be full but with with beer all the fiber is removed and it's it's carbohydrate in liquid form um, and also alcohol. Now, again, natural fermentation still involves fibre. So if you eat fruit that is naturally fermenting, like the bats in Australia that eat, you know, the fruit bats that, you know, eat mangoes that have gone a bit bit ripe and they're fermenting in the, in the, uh, in the environment and the bats start dropping from the trees. Um, you know, so... Alcohol does exist in nature, but we have turned it into a concentrated form. Um, So beer is a concentrate of carbohydrate and alcohol and fluid. And our bodies like fluid. And beer, one beer can hydrate you quite well. But you have more than that and the alcohol acts as a diuretic and you will start flushing minerals out of your system. Um, we will go down to what the bad effects of alcohol are later. Um, we'll also go into why I know quite a lot about alcohol. Um, so, the car fridge. Malcolm Douglas is getting out there, seeing the world, and he's seen relaxing around a billy. You get to camp and you put the billy on. You know, you always keep some water boiling because usually you've collected the water from a creek or somewhere, so you've got to boil it. Um, and then obviously it doesn't always, you know, it can, the water can obviously carry some flavours that people don't like, so they carry tea with them. And so you get to camp, put the billy on, have a tea, sit down. And you're sitting down because you've been exhausted from your travels because travelling didn't used to be comfortable, you know. We're going in leaf-sprung leaf vehicles... Um, and uh, you know rough vehicles no aircon that sort of thing and you know got to get to camp sit down have a beverage and the beverage happened to be tea Um, and we you know a lot of us grew up watching Malcolm Douglas uh, Les Hiddens Um, now the shorter day trips overnight trips that's usually when people brought along beer because they like a beer, but beer was always associated with a reward. You went into the outback, there was no beer. So when you got to town, you had a beer, you know, and that was often shown on some, in some media 
you know, you'd be going through the outback all day, get into town, you know, this, so this is a classic beer ad. I could find some for you and put links to them. Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah, let's, let's, you know, let's take the back way through uh, Burracup and go through Crooked Brook because this is going to be a long episode. And I always like taking the back way because I don't like going too close to Bunbury because it's just, you know, that's what I'm trying to get away from. Um, lots of mines down here these days. Look, um, if you want to know why that is, uh, I think a lot of you have seen the Mundabidi series that I did for Intense. It's not the last one. Uh, I'm not sure if the next one's going to be for Intense. But uh, yeah, anyway, stay on topic, Jake. Stay on topic. Okay, uh, where were we? Um, yep, yeah, so you would... So, a classic beer ad. You've been through the outback. It's rough. It's hot. You're racing to get to town. And you've found the pub. And you go into the pub, and you've found exactly what you needed. Victoria Bitter. Okay, so... It's associating reward. They're saying... So, the, the, the marketing is... You've earned our product. You deserve it. Uh, and the best cold beer is Vic. <laughs> uh, now, because I've, I'm a voiceover artist and, uh, you know, when my voice is in good condition, I have, have done a couple of those for clients. Not for Vic, but um, VB's very high in sugar. So, um, you know, uh, keep an eye on that. Um... I am not so sure that this road is going to take me where I need to go. But that's okay because you know, I'm not lost. I'm still in Western Australia. Just going to have a sip of coffee. So I've told you a bit about... So beer is the reward system. Please excuse my coffee drinking noises. Now coffee is a substance as well, just like alcohol, sugar. Um, yeah, so caffeine is a substance. Uh, so those commercials we can see how they have evolved so people were just taking beer on day trips because all they had was an esky beer fridges came along now people are going into okay what can I fit in my fridge now to sell a fridge like obviously well what do you need a fridge for um if you're going into the outback, you know, you don't need a fridge. You can survive without it. So how do you sell a fridge? You love getting away. And you love sitting down to a nice cold beer. And the best way to enjoy a cold beer is to have an Engel. And the best cold beer is from a Waco. Okay, so that sort of thing. So they'll, And they know that most people, uh, so they're selling to the stereotype. So, whoa, that was a very sudden um, intersection. Um, and I've found out what that, um, what that wine noise is. That is, that is this, this headset microphone that I've got, the wires going to the recording device are acting as an antenna and they're picking up a frequency that this car puts out when the electrical system is whirring up to speed uh, that you know might be might be solved with a different voltage regulator and all of that okay so i've got 
helped you to the point where, okay, how do we sell a fridge and who are we selling it to? You know, they, if, if you've, so you've been sold a fridge because you like beer and it says, you know, so the, the advertising has um, said, you've got to camp and you can sit down and have a beer just like you would at home, but you can only do that by having the most efficient way to do that is to have a car fridge, our car fridge. And so now you've got a reason to take your beer out because you've got a fridge. You've gone and bought the fridge. Well, you might as well take some beer out in it, shouldn't you? Um, And then, well, you've got beer bottles now, so you need a storage. You need a bin. And the best bin to use is such and such and such. Um, Supply and demand. Okay? And it is up to you to ask yourself if you need it. Do you want it or do you need it? Why do you want it if you do want it? Do you want it because you've seen somebody else sitting down having a cold beer at camp and you associate with that? So we, we use beer to... Well, companies use beer to associate. Uh, beer is used as the medium... Um, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go right here because that that road doesn't uh, doesn't look too promising. Okay, so uh, words. Uh, so now you have your fridge, and you know you needed. Well, if you've got a fridge, uh, well, if you want to take your beer further into the outback then your fridge needs to last. So do you know what you need? A dual battery system. And if you're taking more beer, you need a bigger fridge, and then you need a third battery system, and so on. So it's, you know, using beer to sell. And just like in a lot of industries, we use sex to sell. And we could replace beer with sex in the um, four-wheel driving world. I was talking to Alex about this because um, I wanted to pick his brain and he was happy to contribute and I'll go into that Uh, so say you want to sell a camping chair well what do you like to do when you sit down after a hard day you like to sit down and have a bevy now um, whether it's tea or not or just water you know but sitting down drinking water not many people do that and the people with money like to so let's who has money Let's, who do we want to sell this product to? People with money. What do people with money usually like to do? Well, in this country, people with money are usually people from the mines. And the majority, now I'm not stereotyping here, I'm talking about the majority, so more than 50% of people who work on the mines enjoy beer. Okay, and I do enjoy beer. We'll get into the, my opinion of beer, but we're talking about facts here. And what I would do if I wanted to sell a product. As a person who works in advertising, this is what I would advise my client to do. Oh, Edwards Road. I know this one. Heading towards Crooked Brook. Okay. I've got a camping chair and I want to sell. I want to make a commercial. Um... Now, to get the most bang for my buck, I don't just want to sell one thing. 
I want to sell many things. Now, if you've got a camping chair you want to sell, associate it with somebody else who has something to sell. A beer company has something to sell. This camp chair, you can fold it out. Get to camp, you fold out such and such a brand of camping chair. And you sit, you sit a model in it who sits down and he looks like he's just sat into heaven. There is nowhere you would rather be and you're watching him and you see yourself. So the model in a, in a commercial is your idea of yourself. That's why they usually use good-looking people because we all, we all have our... our um, we imagine ourselves as we'd like to be. Uh, so they usually use, you know, someone, someone we can associate with. Uh, but, you know, sometimes they'll sit, a, they'll sit a bloke down with a beer gut. You know, why do we all love Ruthie? I freaking love Ruthie. Because <laughs> um, a lot of people in the four-wheel driving world, you know, associate with him <laughs> for many reasons. You know, I don't need to go into it. Um, and uh, anyway, so the person sits down in, in the client's brand of chair. The model sits down, cracks a beer. Now, in order to make the ad cheaper, you hit two birds with one stone and you advertise someone's beer. And you will see this in many commercials we see today. Um, I would mention maybe Great Northern. You see it a lot. So Great Northern is associating with the four-wheel drive world um, because you can advertise a, a product to keep your beer cool. You can advertise a product to sit down and drink your beer and you can advertise, you can get the person, the, the company paying for you to advertise their beer in this setting. And so if, you, if you'll notice, that is what... Uh, the four-wheel driving world became. If someone's having a beer and they're advertising that they're having a beer, they are trying to sell you something. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe, you know, you really want what they're selling. And you can afford it. And I know a lot of people that love to take away a whole heap of beer. It wasn't about experiencing nature anymore. It was about getting away from people so we can sit down and get rowdy <laughs> you know that was that's what a lot of people's idea of it is so that's how you sell a product in the four-wheel driving world it's associated with beer because the marketing experts know that the chances of the people buying this product liking beer are very high so they'll associate beer with it but see like if you know, so say if we use sex as the medium to sell, you get to camp, you bust out your camp chair, and you put two people on the chair going at it. And they're happy, they're in their element, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you could use that. And before we know it, everyone's going out there camping and there's just a bunch of caravan park orgies. <laughs> so it's the same thing. It's what is the medium to sell? to associate with now you might not think a lot of the people that you see going out into um, 
just a one-way one -way road here, a uh, single-lane road, single-lane bridge. So I just pulled over, and if you're pulling over, just indicate for the person so that they know you are pulling over because obviously they can't see if you're slowing down or not. Chances are they're slowing down as well. Um, okay, so we know... Okay, so why is beer so heavily associated? Now I'm going to go into the social media uh, creator side of things. Now you might have seen in the... I'll take the intense channel first, for example. You might have seen the... Um, occasionally we've taken the piss out of... Because Alex and I have worked in advertising for a long time. And occasionally we've taken the piss out of that whole thing. Let's get to camp and crack a beer. And you might have seen me... You know, they'll, they'll do a close-up of me sculling a beer and looking ecstatic about it, like it's been a long day and that sort of shit. We were only taking the piss. Um, but you might have seen... Uh, th there might have been at one point where we were hoping to get a, a Bush Chook sponsor or something because, look, uh, videos are expensive to make and we can't do it alone. And, uh, but, and you know, so like the... Um, the what was it? The, uh, the talk show... What was it called? It, well, the intense talk show that we did, you know, a few things of, and we'd sit down and we'd crack a chook. Uh, just almost taking the piss out of out of that thing because we, we, we were sort of taking the piss out of it and we were hoping that a company... Well, I don't think... Well, we weren't trying to force it, but we were hoping a company would come to us and be like, we, we like how you take the piss out of this whole thing. Um, and everyone else likes that we take the piss out of it as well, you know, and uh, <laughs> take the piss. No pun intended there. Um, the, and then we, we, we sort of realised, well, we, we didn't like what that world was becoming and we didn't want to become like, like that. And uh, so I really take my hat off to Alex for not selling out in that way. Uh, so... In the creator side of, of the world, the whoever is in charge of the video or making the video, they want you to associate having a good time. So they want to show themselves in the way in which they know you have a good time is the chances are you're sitting down... I'll, 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 I will put a scenario forward for you. I'll do a little reenactment for a bit. We just got to camp. That was a long day. Have a beer, folks. You've earned it. Let's sit down and chat about the day. Crack a beer. It's that sign of reward, that sign of relaxation, the dopamine system. Even watching a video, you are rewarding your dopamine system. Um, and we can go into that. But, yeah, advertising likes to harness the dopamine system. And, um, yeah, so they, they want to associate that happiness relaxation reward because they want you to enjoy their video why wouldn't you why would you want to put a video out there that people don't enjoy you know or they know the stereotype viewer so the majority of people viewing that content would also like to sit down and crack a beer so it's using that to associate with the audience so that's the content creator sort of side of things um now I'm going to do a couple of shout-outs of things I really like, um, uh, things that are different. So, Matty G. Um, what's the name of his thing? I don't, I, I don't, 
the name of his channel doesn't actually come to me. Sorry, sorry, Maddie, but um, but Maddie, as a as a person who, uh, so a lot of us don't actually drink a lot. I know a couple of people who drink a lot, and they can handle it. Um, and you know they they drink responsibly, meaning they they whatever they bring into an area, they bring it out. They have a bin. They don't just throw their bottles in the fire and hope they burn. <laughs> what a lack of knowledge you need. Look, I have evaporated glass in a really hot fire before. We never found it again. We dug that fire pit apart and we never found it. Don't know where it went. Um, that was a very hot fire. Um, uh, so now that we've sort of got all those facts out the way, uh, Sean Lord wanted my opinion. Uh, so Matty G, what, what he does, and this is my opinion, I really like what he does because he gets to camp and he puts the billy on. That's where we came from. You know, that's we came from the school of Malcolm Douglas, uh, uh, Les Hiddens, getting out here to see the land, to learn from the land, and uh, to realise that we are a part of this. You know, we're, we're getting out there to get ourselves reconnected with nature because our modern society loves so much to disconnect us from it and it makes us quite unwell and most of us don't know how unwell it makes us because we are so deep into it um so going back before social media um when my brother used to do write-ups for four-wheel drive action it might have still been four-wheel drive monthly back then uh, so he did trip stories and write-ups for four-wheel drive action um, and and so using stories in the magazine you can oh, I think I go left here yeah Banksia Road yeah now we're heading through Crooked Brook very nice very nice area um, little close to Bunbury. I'm not sure how long it'll be before Bunbury spreads out like Perth did and uh, these areas won't be so peaceful anymore. But uh, still a nice area, Crooked Brook. In between, sort of, on the way between Bunbury and Donnybrook. Okay, so... Shit, what was I talking about? Try and get, get back in control of my mind before we go on a tangent. Uh, my opinion. Sean wanted my opinion. Um, so yeah, really like what Matty G does. Guest to camp puts the billy on. Ah yes, four wheel drive. So Alex used to do the write ups for four wheel drive action. Um, early 2010s. Um, and then when he realised they only liked content that they could use to sell things. Um, and that's well. I mean, you you got to pay for the print of a magazine, so put stories in there of people that you associate with, people just like you and me. Um, and so Graham uh, Graham Cahill used to do the same sort of thing. He'd do write-ups and stories. Um, so yeah, and that's how Alex uh, knew Graham in there. And um, you know, the opportunity came up and you know Graham had to take it you'd be stupid not to because you've got a family and you want to look after your family you know it's fantastic and um, Graham takes a mean picture you know so he started out as a photographer and he still loves his photography and um, but four-wheel drive action needed a 
needed another um, salesman and that's what uh, these people are here for and they get remunerated well for selling things whether they want to sell them or not you know I mean even in my job you know I don't if I well hopefully one day I'll get to the point where I, I can afford to only do voiceovers that I want to do where I do some that are advertising products that I don't I don't believe in and as an actor I make it sound like I 100% believe in them um, so you just got to remember that you know, if it's a company, it's trying to sell you something, okay? Um, otherwise, the company can't survive. That's how it works. Anyway, so before social media, there were forums. And the four-wheel drive action forum, you could... I, I'm not sure how it sort of worked. I'm not even very savvy on social media. I'm just a bit too physically inclined. Uh so I know that so I was an apprentice this stage and if you want more stories on on those years of my life um, yeah if you want them just ask and I'll, uh, I'll do stories about that I was an apprentice 2000 and shit when was it 2007 yeah 2007 2008 2009 uh, I finished got out of my apprenticeship in 2008 um, but between 07 to 09, we would... Well, so Alex was part of this forum, and he said, hey, you want to come on a trip with uh, the forum boys? And I'm like, what's that? He's like, well, they're part of the four-wheel drive action forum, and they're in our part of the world, and so we all just get together. And um, so, look, the, the, the magazine does bring people together, like-minded people together. And I remember rocking up to, uh, to, you know, do a trip with these boys, and they were some fantastic trips really really good and they were all older you know we were still in our teens I was sort of 15 to 17 and Alex was what's 19 odd um, yeah that's when he got his, his GQ his Maverick fantastic memories oh jeez fantastic memories in the Maverick we're roughing it we didn't have any money he was a trade assistant I was an apprentice we didn't have money um, and we're going out in this this bunky old GQ was actually in pretty good nick. Uh, it had done 588,000 Ks and it was just kept going. Um, voice is drying up. Just going to have a drink. Um, Crooked Brook. What a fantastic part of the world. A lot of it was cleared, but... Um, the problem creates the solution. So if too much land is cleared and the land becomes infertile for a bit, well, eventually it'll make it hard to live here or hard to farm it, and then it's just left alone until trees eventually come back to it and nature finds a way. Uh, so, yeah, we were going on these trips and we'd be four-wheel driving all day through the bush, good times, getting over obstacles, lots of fun. Um back before people were hooning in the bush this was sort of just um, people low ranging through the bush uh, you know the most modern vehicle might have been a 100 series and a uh, great bunch of guys um, the uh, so we get to camp and they'd all be 
you know, every time we stopped, we'd also look at each other's cars and be like, oh, I really like what you've done there. Um, they'd show you their setup in the back. You know, they love their drawer systems and they love their fridge. And they said, look, I've got beer enough for everyone. So it's that thing that... Um, so they get to camp and they get on it. And I mean, these guys could put you under the table. And as a 15 to 17 year old kid who was boxing, my body was extremely thin and small. And I mean, it still is because I'm still into my boxing again. Um, but yeah, it was very, <laughs> I just saw a makeshift sign on a tree that says caution, hopping dogs, <laughs> kangaroos. That's great. See, you don't see that sort of stuff in in um, metro areas, which is why I really look forward to getting back to country living. Um, <coughs> yeah, so they get to camp and they get on it. And they'd be drinking and they're like... And so they like, why aren't you guys drinking? Have you brought any beer? We, we didn't have a fridge. We couldn't even afford a, a car fridge. We didn't even take an esky sometimes. We just took dried food <laughs> and... Uh, because um, it was only a couple of nights, and yeah, so that was all right. Um, so, uh, you know, they... And because we weren't drinking, you know, yeah, a couple of them would come... They'd be like, why aren't you drinking? And they'd feel almost uncomfortable in your presence if you're not drinking because they don't know how to associate something with you because they've sort of um, conditioned themselves into only being able to associate with someone else if they also have a beer in their hand and it breaks barriers uh, so they, straight away they see that oh this person has something in common with me they like they're having a beer right now so we're both in the same thing and then we crowd around each other's engine bays and it was a fantastic atmosphere and we're all just you know taking the piss out of each other it's like oh you've got a Nissan oh you've got a Toyota and you know rip into the bad sides of whichever car you have or you know it's a banter um and uh you know they you know they give us a lot of um you know we took some beers sometimes i suppose to try and fit in but eventually um you know well they were just giving us beers and we uh, had a bucks night out there once and i remember coming up to him and uh, at this point i was now on you know um on antidepressant medication which i was told it's a very good idea not to go near alcohol with this stuff and also if you're dealing with uh, a depressive illness it's a good idea not to go near alcohol at all because alcohol is a depressant um, so <clears throat> yeah like eventually when there was a new person coming on one of the camping trips and these boys all knew us um, there was one bloke Paul um, you know, they'd all get to camp and they'd be drinking and, and uh, some blokes would come up to us and they're like, why aren't you guys drinking? Like, almost saying, what's wrong with you? Why, are you guys special or, or are you guys um, sick? Or, <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, they're just like, why aren't you guys drinking? And Paul comes up and he's like, well, you leave them alone. They don't drink a lot, eh? These boys just don't drink a lot. They're like, oh, okay. So, yeah, look, they'll, they'll do their thing and it's just great to have them around. And... Uh, that's when I saw hope because I've, I, couldn't, I couldn't even stomach one beer. I was so small. I was, I was 60 kilos when wet. Um, so, you know, it's always sort of been around because these blokes, you know, we were young blokes so we didn't have money. Um, 
these blokes were sort of all in their middle age and they all had had money and so they've got their big setups and their fridges and if you have a big fridge run by a big battery system well why wouldn't you fill it with a big carton of piss because uh, otherwise well you have to justify what you bought and what you spent money on um, so take away heaps of meat because you need to keep meat cool so eating way more meat than we needed to eat uh, drinking way more beer than we needed to drink um, and well I never never had the money to afford beer and I never had a fr- the money to afford a fridge to keep beer cool <laughs> and uh, um, the the forum days sort of ended when we were having a bucks party for one of them and he got really drunk and beat the shit out of someone else uh, he crashed his own bucks party we were all like oh you're a you're a dickhead. Uh, we went and, you know, took this bloke, knocked this bloke out. Um, so we took this bloke away and uh, and um, and I was really sick because everyone was force-feeding me shots and I didn't want to be rude. You know, there was, I remember the conversation. One bloke saying, <laughs> he was like, Jake, you, you're an older boy. His name was Mozzie. He was like, Jake, you remind me of my nephew. I love my nephew, Jake. I love him more than my own son. And look, I know that that sounds pretty brutal to say, but I'm just, look, that's the truth. And so, you know, everyone was pretty drunk. Um, and uh, I was just thought, well, look, I'll have a couple of shots because I don't want to be rude. You know, I'm celebrating some dude's bucks party and I want to celebrate it in the way he wants to celebrate it. But at this point, I was at the fittest I'd ever been. I was, you know, um, I just fought in the state titles. Um, and I lost, but just to get fit enough to show up to the state titles you had to be quite fit and uh not an ounce of body fat on me and um I thought well if it's just a, I didn't know much about alcohol at the time and um you know these guys just having these little shot glasses and I'm like oh well obviously because it's not a huge beer I can stomach it you know because um my my stomach had ro- had room for a small amount um but it was shot after shot and uh, then I'd be like, I'd had only about three shots and I was like, uh, I can't have any more. I'm, I'm going to be sick or fall over. And I remember this, this bloke was like, oh, Jake, I've, I've just poured, poured a shot. I've poured two shots. I thought we were going to do shots together, Jake, you know, this old boy. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I can't do any more, please. It's only about 17, um, maybe 18 at this stage. And... And he's like, Jake, let me tell you a story, mate. I love my own son. I love him. But you remind me of my nephew. And I love my nephew more. I might love him more than my own son. I don't have much to do with my own son. Uh, I know that sounds sounds harsh and cruel. But I love my nephew. Uh, And I'm like, well, that's... Well, that's beautiful. I'm sure your son loves you in his in, in his own way as well. He's like, yeah, I, I don't hear much from him, so I just assume that, you know, he doesn't want to talk. And back then, you know, I, I wasn't sure how to approach that, but I would say now, just call your son. And if you're a son and you haven't spoken to your father in a while and he's still alive... And you think he's doing okay just because you haven't heard from him in a while, so he must be doing okay. 
call your dad. Just give him a call. Okay, because before you know it, our dads aren't going to be around forever. Um, you know, and your son, you never know. I've spoken to blokes who have lost a son, and uh, those are the blokes you need to talk to. Um, so just, just talk. Just talk, guys. Um, if it's been a while, just talk. Going along a bumpy road, um, uh, literally, you know, I often speak metaphorically, but I am going along a bumpy, bumpy road right now. This is Josh, Joshua Brook Road that goes through, um, yeah. Um, there was a place for sale through here. They want a bit too much for it, so it's been for sale for a year or so. But anyway, he said, uh, and I thought, well, that's, you know, maybe give your son a call and I'm talking to him. He's like, well, see, the point is he's holding this shot in his hand. He's holding these two shots. He's like, the point is, Jake, I've just shared something with you because you make me feel like I can share. And I, it would just be an honour to do this shot together right now. Obviously, he was a bit drunk at the time. Um, and so obviously I felt like, oh, well, I just, I can't say no, can I? So I said, oh, look, it, I, I, it'd be a pleasure. So we did this shot that was some sort of licorice stuff. It was very strong. Uh, it was called Jägermeister or, or absinthe or something. Um, I don't know. But uh, did this shot knowing that it was going to make me sick. And about five or ten minutes later, I had to retreat. So I, I went to my swag and I was lying in my swag and my head was spinning. And um, and I thought, shit, I've got to get out of my swag or I'm going to really mess up my swag here. And then I was sick. I was quite sick. And then I, you know, I got all that out and then I went passed out. And I was a bit hungover the next day. But also, you know, that bloke had crashed his bucks party by knocking out that other bloke. And um, so we just said, oh, look, mate, you've just, you've just ruined it. You know, we all came here to, to celebrate and you've just got drunk and knocked out a bloke who came here to celebrate your bucks party with you so we saw what alcohol does to people and um, I saw what it did to me uh, at a time where I thought my body type can't handle this so I steered clear of it for a long time and the way I steered clear of it is that I said you know when people offer me alcohol I said I can't do that to my body because my body is kept in such a way to be ready for a fight at a moment's notice uh, obviously a, a match a sanctioned event um, but at my weight at 18 years old being 60 kilos there weren't many matches so when you got one come up you took it no matter who it was so I was often fighting people much better than me um, and I didn't get too hurt so that was okay I learned a lot from it by having matches with much more experienced people, some younger, some older. But boxing was also keeping me um, distracted from depression, which at the time I didn't know how to deal with. So everyone supported me doing boxing because you had to be so focused uh, to, to be a boxer. So, um, yeah, so when the forum days ended and I think they ended sort of at the start of Facebook groups you know Facebook came in and then the forums sort of diminished and by this time Alex was doing the four-wheel drive action write-ups so he wasn't and yeah so that when that bloke crashed his own bucks party by knocking out one of his guests 
or his one of his fellow celebratories. I don't know what. You, um, we just didn't want to associate with that anymore. You know, we 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 went camping with people to 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 experience peace in nature. And I mean, there's all sorts of things fighting every second of the day in nature. That's what nature is. But um, we wanted to get away from that association with alcohol and the damage it can do. And that's when I learned a lot about alcohol. I was like, why? So these people get to camp and they can have a drink and I'm trying to, why can't I do that? Why is my, why can't my body do that? So that's when I started to learn more about my body and why it was different from people who have conditioned themselves into drinking. In, <laughs> in boxing, we called it piss fitness. So if your piss fitness is good, your boxing fitness is not. So if you can handle a lot of alcohol, your body acclimatizes to that at the cost of your body acclimatizing to physical fitness for anything. And um, so you look at anyone who can put you under the table, they're not very physically fit. Um, and probably not the healthiest blokes because alcohol is a preservative and you look at liver cirrhosis the damage is because your liver is pickled um, if, it's, if it's from alcohol a lot of other things can cause cirrhosis of the liver um, and the byproduct of liver damage is you get a gut the liver um, has scar tissue building up in it so it can't process things as good so it it, uh, as an inflammatory response, it dumps fluid into the gut cavity. So a lot of the, the beer gut, if you'll see a skinny bloke with a gut on him, he's got skinny legs, skinny arms, but he's got it sort of almost like a pregnant-looking belly. A lot of that isn't fat. It's fluid. And um, it can be reversed, but uh, it takes time. Okay, The liver can heal. It's the only organ that you can chop half of it off and <laughs> it'll grow back. It takes a long time, but you can do it. Um, so, uh, you know, going away, doing the four-wheel drive write-ups with Alex, and for, for the longest time, I couldn't afford a four-wheel drive, so I was just tagging along with Alex because that was the only way I could get away from it all, and society was the main cause of my depression, I realised. Uh, living a lifestyle like everyone else didn't work for my body type. I had to climb trees, I had to swim, I had to run, all the natural things. And um, yeah, so getting away with Alex doing that, uh, and he was making enough money from that to pay for the trip, um, but obviously he had to do other things to, to, to get by. Um, so we didn't often take alcohol away because I don't know, it just wasn't us. Um, Alex took a couple of beers away, and because I wasn't a drinker, someone had offered me a beer, and uh, okay, thank you, and I'd stop at one, two maximum, and then I'd just be too full. Um, but we didn't often go away to get drunk, like a lot of young people do. Um, if it was a, a celebration time, a Bucks party or something, then I'd go a bit hard, but I didn't need as much as other people needed to get to the same point. And, um, yeah, so four-wheel drive action forum days and then, was it 2013, 2012, where Alex decided he could, 
he wanted to send a different message. Um, and what, what we all did, you know, because we realized to get in a magazine, you have to have something that helps the magazine sell the products that help pay for the magazine. Um, so you have to have a really kitted out four wheel drive with all the stuff on it that other people will look at and want to buy. Uh, and you saw Alex's GU, it was kitted out as such. You know, it was a really sort of full on rig. Um, and then, uh, so he was trying all sorts of different ways to make his profession work because he could make a mean video, he could take a mean picture, and he could write a mean story. And um, so he went into doing it himself through Intense. And um, that's when we started taking the piss out of <laughs> getting to camp and having a beer. But um, if you noticed, you'd only see, you know, the footage of me drinking a beer would be dragged right out uh, because, you know, the only time you saw me drinking a beer was in front of a camera or something. As soon as the cameras went off, I was usually in bed. I can't stay up very late. So I was usually in bed um, or just not drinking beer. I was uh, often drinking, I liked green tea a lot, so I would uh, make green tea. Um, if someone offered me a beer, I'd have it, but then I'd stop at sort of one or two. But they'd offer me a beer and then the cameras would come out. And that tells the story of, okay, the blokes have got to camp and we have signified that we're at camp and we're settled down by having a beer. But Jake, it was, well, because they saw me without a beer and they'd be like, Jake, do you, do you have a beer? You know, and... Uh, no, I didn't bring any beer. I'm like, oh, mate, have, have a beer. Like they just really wanted... They just thought if you didn't have a beer, you were uncomfortable or or something. Uh, they just couldn't understand why I wasn't drinking. And, uh, yeah, so the... the um, that's sort of how it all came about. And then, you know, eventually we didn't want to associate with, with beer so much and because it takes up a lot of a lot of room in the fridge um, we've never had the biggest fridge set up just a 40 litre angle um, but I didn't often take beer away because I can't handle a lot of it and most of the time I couldn't afford it you know I was a struggling artist and um, if you're an artist in Western Australia you usually are struggling um, and it's just beer wasn't my priority, you know, because I couldn't even afford my own four-wheel drive. So I was tagging tagging along with Alex, and I would usually just chip in for snacks and fuel, and he would um, take care of the rest. And uh, you know, because I was someone dealing with major depressive disorder, and I couldn't do a lot of um, I, I couldn't do a lot of work. I didn't have the energy. It was a struggle getting out of bed every day. And uh, and um, so I didn't have a lot of money. And uh, so I tagged along with Alex and um, I didn't bring my own beers and I, d I didn't expect. But it got to a point, actually, we were very close to making a shirt, uh, an intense shirt that said on it, Jake will drink your beers. Because that's, that's what it was like. It was, um, you know, I didn't drink all of your beers because I couldn't stomach a lot of beer uh, but it, 
it came to a point where if people were offering me beers, and they always were because I didn't bring any, and I didn't bring any for a reason because I'd bloody drink them. You know, I uh, also realised a body type like mine is very sensitive to substances. You give me sugar, the moment it touches my lips, I will f- seek out more of it, and um, then I end up getting very sick. You give me coffee, I will seek out more of it. Give me beer, I will, or alcohol, I will seek out more of it. Very um, sensitive to substances, so sensitive guts. Um, because you know my gut was trying to work something out and also because I was always on heavy medication um, the the effect of alcohol would be doubled the effect of caffeine would be doubled the effect of sugar doubled so um, you know it, it uh, yeah made my body very sensitive to any of that and that's why they say well, while you're on medication steer away from substances because you will very quickly get addicted um, so when I finally got my own four-wheel drive, again, when I got the 60, you know, I had four-wheel drives on and off through there, but I couldn't afford to keep them. I couldn't afford, you know, if something went wrong, I couldn't afford to fix it because I could only just afford to run the thing. Um, and, uh, when I got this four-wheel drive and I was fixing it up and the, uh, the association with parking a four-wheel drive in your shed, you know, people, a man associates a shed with beer as well. It's like, if you're in your shed, why don't you have a beer? You know, you've got to celebrate being in your shed. And uh, I had a vehicle to work on and, you know, we also recorded those podcasts. Uh, no, we recorded those um, talk show episodes in the shed and there was always beer in the shed when when Alex and Taylor were around usually Taylor would put on the beers um, just to say thank you for being a part of it and um, it's great having Taylor be a part of it I mean just look at the bloke don't you just want to look at him he's freaking awesome dude um, really nice guy um, uh, so you know there was always beer in the shed and then when it summer of 2019 when I got my hands on the 60 um, was it 2019 or 2018? No, it would have been 2019 because I'd just come back from the Mundabitty and that's when I got my hands on the 60. Um, <clears throat> I've had two coffees and I now need the toilet. See, this is why I steer away from coffee because if I have one in the morning, any chance I get, I'll have another one and then it'll dry my voice out as you can hear and then I'll need to go to the toilet too much and that sort of thing. So I usually don't go near... I, I, I like the taste of coffee and I have decaffeinated coffee and that's, that's what I do. Um, I have decaffeinated coffee because I can't stop at one. I, I like coffee. I like... My body loves fluids. So I'll drink a lot. Like, I'll have a very tall cup, cup of coffee. Um, so that's why I went to decaf because I was just my body loves fluids because I don't have a lot of body flat uh, body fat my body doesn't hold a lot of fluid so my body craves more salt because it needs more salt to hold the water in um, but you know if you've got a lot of body fat that's why you, you would um, you'd want to steer clear of sort of just adding salt to anything because because you, you don't need it, and then you'll you'll store a lot more, a lot more weight, and it just makes the body a little bit inefficient. Um, 
but uh, you know, I'm not saying it's, this is just what works for me. I'm not, not saying anyone else should do the same. Um, but yeah, so when I got the 60 in the shed, and it had become associated that if the cameras were on, there was a beer in your hand because you had something to sell. Now we were, you know, to get sponsorship to get the 60 up to standard, we needed to film it and make a product of it to to um, now the suspension I bought that I paid for that with my own money but to make a video that people wanted to watch so that Alex's channel could survive uh, we needed to use everything we could to make that video watchable and so there was always beer somewhere uh, because people want to watch you know if the, it's that old school question of um, you know if, if they're watching a video and all the other videos out there are associated with beer um, you know, they watch your video and they'd feel like something's missing. Yeah. So um, that's what that was about. But before I knew it, so lockdowns came along in 2020 and I was working on my car by myself and I thought, well, if I'm in the shed this much, I need to have beer. Um, because I was like, now I've got this four-wheel drive and I've spent so long looking for the right one and now I've got a bit of money coming in, you know, You've earned it. Reward yourself. So for the first time I was going out buying cartons of beer and working on the 60 of nights in the shed because I was very nocturnal um, because I you know, work nights at the prison as well. So to try and get used to early nights and then to have to work at the prison. So I'd just stay up most nights out in the shed working on the 60, doing really good work, sound deadening it. So that video of getting the doors sound deadened, uh, taking panels off and finding rust behind them and treating the rust, you know, in the air intake and that sort of thing, uh, which you wouldn't have seen on um, the... the uh, you wouldn't have seen on the intense videos that would have been on Outback Sound before I started Soundwagon. Um, because Outback Sound was supposed to be about the sounds of the Outback and the vehicle was just a, a vessel to get me to those sounds, but it very quickly became all about the vehicle. So I thought, well, it's not what I want Outback Sound to be about. Um, so I created Soundwagon, you know, the vehicle for Outback Sound. But it's even now it's um, Outback Sound. Uh, I don't often do uploads to it because it's not, uh, it's not a name I can... I couldn't use it as a business name because it's already uh, a shop in Queensland somewhere called Outback Sound and they do hire equipment sound equipment higher always nice passing through Donnybrook see some nice folk 40 k's an hour and you want to slow down through town and just see the changes see what they're doing well the gardens are beautiful you know the, yeah they used a bit of DDT in the uh, 60s and uh, by the 70s they threw that away because they saw that uh, it was actually killing shit and that's when they used that land that was crop dusted with that stuff. They couldn't grow anything on it, so they, they used it. Um, they put houses on it, you know, so smaller blocks, put townhouses on it. Excuse me, I'm feeling a bit blocked up. Don't want you to hear too much of that because it doesn't sound nice. But yeah, so um, when I spoke to car builders to get sponsorship product as, pla uh, product as payment, for the 60 
because I really value a quiet car for sound recording. And it'd be a lot louder, and these recordings wouldn't be as quality. Um, and they said, uh, have you got Instagram? I said, no, I, I don't actually know what that is. And I actually thought, like, I was so naive. I thought it was just YouTube, and that was the only sort of creators out there and then Alex said no you should look on Instagram everyone thinks they are a creator on Instagram um, and it's true because you create images and you upload them to Instagram so you are a creator but I just realised I was like Holy, hold on so everyone's trying to copy what, what everyone else is doing I was like yeah and that's it was such a rude shock for me um, almost felt like Alex had kept me protected and so, rightfully so I'm very thankful for that because um, I can't handle too much information I'm a simple bloke and I can talk in depth about simple topics that people often skip over because they think they need to learn the most complicated things in life I think the most simple things are being missed um, anyway so I got Instagram because Outback uh, sorry uh, uh car builders were like yeah you should get Instagram you know and upload some photos and stuff as you're doing the thing and then also you know Alex can do the video and I was like oh, okay yeah cool and look well played well played um, and I, I was really grateful because here I am because of Instagram doing this and I got a patron set up and that sort of thing so I'm really enjoying what I'm doing uh, but I see people out there pushing themselves to do things they might not even want to do because they want likes, they want attention. So the most valuable commodity in the world of consumerism is attention. And how do you get people's attention? Well, beer is a big one. Coffee. You notice in these um, trip videos and everything, there'll be a, a video of how I do my coffee out, you know, and those videos do well because everyone, well, everyone in the consumerism world likes coffee. Uh, well, the majority, sorry, not everyone. That's a um, stereotypical statement. The majority of people, the numbers show, the statistics say that the majority of people like watching how you make your coffee away from home because they like doing the same thing. Anyway, so I was in, in my shed doing work on the 60, the uh, rust treatment, the sound deadening, and there was a lot of hours, a lot of nights. So we were in lockdown for a week and I was just out there every night. I was, you know, working on the garden during the day. And, and it was really just the best time for me because I am a bit of a recluse. Um, I like to get away from things, not be deep in them. Um, and so I was really enjoying the silence. And I was just working, filming in my shed. And before I knew it, it was... Oh, I'm going out to the shed. I better chuck some beers in the fridge. And, um, you know, because I got to the point where I got a four-wheel drive and I'm like, yeah, I got myself a four-wheel drive. Now I'm going to get myself some beers. You know, it was drilled into me like everyone else. I was a victim of it just like everyone else was. And before I knew it, in 2020, I was working on my car so much. And every time I was working on my car, I was drinking. And... Uh, as, a, as a body type that was not used to drinking so much before I knew it, you know, because you give me fluid, I'll drink it because I, I love drinking fluid. It's no different. I'll drink heaps of water. And uh, I had replaced water with beer 
but in beer there is an excess of carbohydrates and an excess of alcohol along with the amount of water I would use. Oh, that was the most beautiful stock standard GQ I've ever seen. It was shiny as. Oh, there is hope in the world. Um, so before I knew it, <clears throat> I um, actually felt more productive working on my car with a beer cracked. And so I get out, working on the car, crack beers. And before I knew it, I was drinking close to a carton a week which maybe some of you listening wouldn't think that's a lot, but for a person like me, that was heaps. And after a couple of weeks of lockdown, and, you know, I'd, uh, I'd had a lot of beers, and I would just, every chance I got, I was starting to drink beer, and I just thought, oh, this isn't good, because at the time I was still on antidepressant medication, so the beer would give me a buzz quickly, because it would mix with that medication. And... Um, so before I, before I knew it, I was just needing more and more beer to get a buzz. And um, then my, I'd actually, uh, I was starting to feel sick all the time because I, uh, turns out I was destroying my gut flora. Now my gut was, um, there was a massive imbalance of candida because it was feeding off the excess carbohydrates that I was giving it, the refined carbohydrates. And then the alcohol was slowly preserving me and I was starting to feel very dead <laughs> and uh and I just caught that in the next time I was like no this isn't me this isn't me this isn't working for me it might work for some but it doesn't work for me so um I stopped drinking because I said I want to get off antidepressants and this is making me feel like I need more antidepressants and this isn't the road I want to go down um I could see it becoming a problem so uh I very quickly stopped doing that. Um, you know, it was the the beer was helping me handle the attention that I was getting, whether I liked it or not, from Instagram and YouTube, um, and I uh, couldn't handle it. So, threw out the beers and started. I said, "Look, I've I've realised." Um, so I'd also stopped exercising because I was just working on my car and drinking. And my little body just couldn't handle it. And, uh, and I, I very quickly said, OK, look, uh, I've tried to stop doing what my body is supposed to do, which is be physically fit forever. I'm doomed to be fit for the rest of my life. If you can, <laughs> you know, that's, that's me. And it's, you know, it's absolutely a joy to push my body all the time to really keep testing it and not leave it in a comfort zone. Whenever I go into a comfort zone, my body gets depressed and my mind goes along with it. So, um, yeah, so I threw away the alcohol and now I look at the same thing. I'll have a beer when someone offers it to me and I'll usually stop it too because that's just, my body tells me, it's like, okay, you're getting full. If you drink any more of this, I'm gonna have to send it somewhere, store it, and that's not gonna make you feel real nice. So, um, I really started looking after myself through 2020, sort of wintertime 2020. I just started really getting back into shape. And it took a while, even for me, it took about a year to get back in good shape. I said, because look, uh, so I've tried relaxing and doing the, the relaxing lifestyle that people associate with camping these days. But for me, camping is going out into the wild and seeing what it makes of me. And uh, I don't need substances to do that. 
and um, the the reward it has given me that I no longer have you know I've got a, an old knee injury that is no longer give, giving me problems I have no excess weight and so my body feels more ready to do what I ask of it because it is my job to go out there and test myself and show people you know show the people who aren't willing to do that um, but are willing to watch and see somebody else put themselves through that so maybe they don't have to uh, and that's what the goal was with Bibbleman, with the Mundabidi, and there is more to come. It's going to be... I'm always out there to challenge myself a little bit more, so the next challenge is going to be really good. Uh, that's my story about my struggle with alcohol and how I no longer struggle with alcohol um, or, you know, um, pharmaceuticals. Uh, I've got control over excess caffeine by going to decaf coffee and once you go decaf for a while just even a week or so you realize that you don't even need coffee at all you know i'm happy getting up in the morning having a nice big cup of water i do like a bit of uh, water lemon because i grow fresh lemons water lemon salt a bit of apple cider vinegar drink it through a straw because it's very acidic but that really helps your digestion um you know, so I'm really in a good place. And I've, you know, you get that old saying where you're waiting for something to come and save you. And you're just so relying on waiting for something to come and save you that you just put yourself further into a hole by waiting instead of becoming your own saviour. And that's what I've been doing. And hopefully that motivates other people to do the same. And I am being my own saviour. And it's working really well for me. So um, thank you, Sean Lord, for the topic. It's been a really good one. I'm really happy uh, to be able to... So that was the facts. And then my opinion. Um, if anyone else has... I, I think uh, when we went away to... Um, oh, what's the name of that brook where we went? It was me... Alex, I think his name's Brayden with the um, Y62 Patrol, uh, Matty G, Taylor. And, you know, we went away and, um, you know, we sat around and we talked as men. And some of us had beers, some of us had tea. It was beautiful. And uh, we're actually going to do some more videos. And we did that live feed. And I think, Sean, you were, I think you were in the live feed. Um, also, um, Mark from WA Now and Then, fantastic. Check him out. He's one of our patrons as well. Uh, WA Now and Then on Patreon. Uh, go and check him out, telling you stories about places. It's fantastic. A nice, relaxed way of doing things. Another thing that's not overly associated with beer. Um, Matty G, I'm not sure if he has a patron patreon account um i think he just does instagram maybe youtube um look i i don't have the time to watch everyone's videos because it's just so many videos these days and um, i try to watch less videos because i'm trying to not overly expose my body to the comfort zone of a dopamine overload that you get from watching videos like if if i give myself the chance i'll just watch video after video all day 
and I'll get nothing done. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I don't feel there's any more for me to add at this time. You know, I think that's been a, a pretty good amount of time for this topic. That's just my opinion on it and my experience in the advertising world. Uh, I hope maybe it has enlightened some of you. Um, and again, maybe this podcast can help more people or people would really appreciate it. So that's why I'm thinking to make the Soundwagon Diaries a Spotify podcast. Um, if it ends up getting some big numbers, then I could m- monetize it, which would allow me to get away more and just do more more for you um, record some more soundscapes because eventually I'm going to make an album of soundscapes um, that I can get to you in many different qualities but Spotify seems to be the medium these days you know if it was just making CDs I mean if you guys still want a CD I can make you a CD uh, a compilation of all these podcasts and I can post it to you, you know, if you want to do it that way I might still be able to find a CD and I might still have a, um, a CD writer in my old computer that I could do that uh, or thumb drives you know if you guys want thumb drives you know I can get thumb drives for a couple of bucks these days give it to you um, you are a paying customer so I can send it to you that way however you you want whichever format you want this podcast I can do it for you because I work in sound production that's what I do um Anything else to add in closing? Uh, The drive down south, the bush looks good. Things are starting to dry up, which used to depress me, but now I realise, you know, I'm more in touch with nature and I realise the grass must die so that the grass can live next year. You know, the grass pops out seeds and those seeds must dry out and die so that they can be burned. So we're talking about native grasses here, but there are some introduced grasses that uh, they don't, reproduce so well when when being burned that's why burn offs are important and the knowledge of burn offs are getting better realizing we don't have to burn so hot so there's a lot of that nature side of things um yeah heaps of content coming to you over the christmas holidays so uh (laughs) i don't think you guys are even going to be able to process it all but that's what i'm doing and i will ask for feedback so that i can you know uh what feedback allows me to do is drop the stuff that isn't working and focus more on the stuff that is working for my clients, which is you, for my consumers. Um, and, uh, you know, trying to do this in a way where we don't have to sell out to, you know, I don't think I'd ever really want to be a sponsor. If you look at the Patty and Jake show, we, we like to dabble in a bit of fine scotch um, or cognac, stuff like that, while we are reviewing movies or... Uh, going for a bushwalk on his property. Um, so I'll just keep... I've, and I've got plenty of Patty and Jake show to come up for you as well. Um, but obviously... Oh, the bird just hit my windscreen and munted itself. That was brutal. Um, so, yeah. Getting things done. Uh, guys, stay stay safe over the holidays. You know, everyone's driving around trying to get to see everyone. And, um, you know, very, very busy times. Uh, The Christmas time of the year, I actually choose to lay low. A lot of people like to go away, but because there's just so much movement, so many humans 
so much distraction for me, that's when I like to lay low. I, I usually go out in the winter time when everyone is choosing to stay home because then I can go out and experience the bush and the rain. And um, I do go places in summer, but it's usually very crowded. So that's usually when I, I also stay inside during the heat of the day and I do shifts. So I'll usually do a bit of a nap during bad sun time and I'll get up and I'll work at night and I'll have a bit of a nap at night and then I'll get up and work early in the morning just before sunrise when it's still nice and cool. Um, and then I'll do a lot of editing inside. Um, lots of progress. I'm in a really good place. Um, you know, financially I'm just getting by, but mentally is where I've been trying to uh, get to a good place. Because if you don't have that, you've just got nothing. Mentally and physically, if you don't have that vessel to 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 help you look after others by being healthy and uh, financially stable yourself, then how can you, you know, you've got to put your oxygen mask on yourself before you put your oxygen mask on, on the person next to you, just in case they can't, if they're panicking too much or whatever. So yeah, I'm always going to speak in metaphors, try to look for the metaphor in what I say rather than taking me literally, because if you take me literally, um, well, that's just... I mean, you, you might even get offended if you take me literally. You know, I'm only using metaphors because uh, if you take me literally, you know, one might view it as political incorrectness or arrogance or ignorance, that sort of thing. So try to take the deeper meaning out of what I say or the more simple meaning out of what I say, but try not to take things literally because it's most of the time... It's not intended literally. That's enough for me. Um, take care, everyone. Now's the time to look after your families uh, by looking after yourself. So, uh, this has been another Soundwagon Diary. I'll talk to you very soon. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>